Hello and welcome to Jerry 2's video game podcast with me, Joe, and... Me, Mincer. Mincer? Oh, Mincer. Oh, that sounds like you're a make meat. I'm sticking with it. Uh, okay, Mincer. I guess I guess I'll call you that. I, I don't really want to, but... Uh, this is Jerry 2's video game podcast. Uh, if you are listening for the first time, you're very welcome. Um... Jerry 2 is a very ugly black cat that you can see in your thumbnail. Uh, Jerry 2 loves video games, so Joe and Min, uh, his uh, employees, we record a podca- podcast room where we play and review games uh, twice a week. Um, and we talk about them, we have a general discussion about them, uh, we give our opinions, our, our thoughts, our feelings. We tell all this to Jerry 2. Jerry 2 sits here whilst we talk, directly in front of us. We take an ear each. Okay, so as we're talking, we've both got an ear each and we're talking directly into his face. Uh, his eyes are staring out into the distance with like a thousand-year stare. Very sort of unnerving. Uh, we tell him our opinion and at the end of the podcast, he gives his judgment. All clear? Yes. That all makes sense, Mincer? Yeah. Anything you want to add, Mincer? No. Okay, so uh, this is actually our second attempt to record this podcast because we, today we are going to talk about The Bouncer. Um we did actually record this before, but Maisie, Jerry's selfish and older sister, selfish and jealous older sister, sabotaged mm. that podcast, and it was unusable. So we're gonna have another attempt here, and that makes me make like the game even less if that yeah, was possible. Because when we first did it, it was fresh. We just finished. We just it. finished it. It was um, like two in the morning. But now we're having to relive uh, that moment from two weeks. I think it was about two, about weeks, two weeks ago. About two yeah. weeks ago. But we thought it was worth it because of how you know, you know, we'll get into it. But it's yeah, definitely worth it. I think we've kind of given away our opinion of it in the first two <laughs> minutes of the podcast. Um, but last episode, we played, uh, we talked about God Hand, the absolutely fantastic beat em up from Amazing. Capcom. Same platform. So we thought, um, yep, so it's last episode, so go back and check that out if you've played God Hand and you're interested. And we thought, you know what, we've talked about one of the best beat em up games ever. So why don't we follow that up mm. immediately yin and yang all things in balance Minsa, it's really important that all things are in balance right so we've talked about one of the best beat-em-ups so now for the episode afterwards we need to talk about one of the worst beat-em-ups ever which is squaresoft's the bouncer not even just worst beat-em-ups possibly one of the worst games in existence you know i i am um, i'm using twitter now for the podcast you can follow us at failslet so i just search for jerry two video game podcast on twitter and i followed some people on there and i see quite a lot of bouncer support a lot of people talking about it as like this um gem that was battered at the time but is actually really good in hindsight and those people are i'm assuming they need help i think yeah. you need to reach out to someone who can help you out because i have no fucking clue what planet you're on um just for well I'll tell you what before we get into it why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience with the bouncer right. so my history with it is that i i actually played it years and years and years ago before you even knew what the bouncer was yeah i think you, you may have heard about it you me know, yeah i'd never ago. heard of it I, the first time i heard of it you told me about oh, okay, it i did okay. i did have a ps2 i got my ps2 when final fantasy 10 came out and I, I don't think i'd ever even seen the bouncer well, like a copy of it you see when i had the ps2 it was um it was a hand-me-down from hand me down is that a yeah that's a word yeah oh. uh, it was from my brother and you know we we didn't have the console on, on day one really so i was a little bit late to it um and i didn't have really that much money so whatever games i had were the games that i had i had to play them and that was it um and the bouncer was one of them because it was fairly cheap by the time we got it and i'd played it myself um and honestly even back then when my standards were way 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 lower because I was younger and had more patience and less games I thought it was shite <laughs> um, and then you know fast forward years later um, I'm ashamed to say for some reason I have two copies 
maybe maybe I bought one as a coaster. I don't know. I'd like to use as a coaster. I mean, that's mental. Um, maybe I wanted to use the the cover as a doorstop, something like that. Um, <laughs> Why did you end up with two copies, or did you buy a second? Copy? No, I didn't. Okay, I want to make it clear. I'd never bought it myself. <laughs> so one I acquired from uh, my brother, as I said, when he passed the PS2 down to me, and the other one I think I got off my sister uh, when she gave me a bundle of games. Yeah. So. Making it clear, I never spent any money on the bouncer. Well, we have one copy of it in yeah. our lovely abode. Um, you're not bringing a second copy into the house, okay? I'm yeah, sorry, I'm putting my foot down. It's not even worth using as a coaster or a doorstop because it's. it's I just, just don't terrible. want. I just don't want it in the house. I'm unhappy um, about the fact we've got one of them in the house. I don't want a second one. <laughs> but um, years later, uh, I introduced Joe to it, and I say, you know what? We need to play the bouncer, and he's like, "Why is it good? I've never heard of it." And I say to you, "No, Joe, it's." God awful. It's a pile of wank. You need to play it. I suffered through it. Therefore, I want you to experience the uh, the mess that the bouncer is firsthand. Um, and not once have I ever told you that it was good. I just want to make that clear, right? Yeah. And I did warn you that it is absolute dog shite. Yeah, um, you did say that. But, you know, I, it, sometimes to enjoy the good things in life, you need to experience a exactly. little bit of... Um, I agree. Yin and yang. Of, yeah, exactly. I mean, from my perspective, I... Um, you know, to be fair on Minsa, she didn't. She did say it was bad, but I, like I said, I saw we played it about two weeks ago, and at, at this point, I'd seen a few people on Twitter saying, you know, it's a real hidden gem. Yeah, it's definitely flawed and messy, mm. and you know, uh, of its time, but it's definitely worth going back and playing. And you know, it looked like this kind of thing I might like. You know, well, I do like that style of game. You asked what kind of game it was, and I told you, but I don't think I stressed to you exactly how bad it was. I think no. I just kind of said it was bad but but my point was I was you were telling me that it was bad and I saw some people talk about it like it was a little bit of a joke and I was getting some of those uh, so bad it's good feelings that I talked about in the God Hand podcast from last time where I don't really I don't really buy that I think it's either good or it's bad right yeah. like if it's bad it's bad you know like you don't, don't get wrong you can laugh at something that's bad so at some point we're going to do a podcast about the uh, game Erica which I won't go into details now because I don't want to spoil it mm. but that that was you know it was dreadful but it, but it made us laugh a few times but it if someone said to me, is it good? I'd be like, well, no. And should you play it? No. <laughs> you know, just because it made us laugh a few times does not mean it was worth it. No, absolutely. And um, this is just a, to point out as well, when this 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 game was co-developed by Squaresoft at the time and someone else. Dream I Factory. I can't, yeah. Be called Dream Factory. Uh, but responsibility still lies on Square Enix. Well, anyway, my point was, like, I was getting so bad it's good vibes yeah. from it. And I, I did, I just want to make it clear, listeners, because I'm sure if there are anyone, who, if there is anyone listening who, you know, is one of those people that really shill, shill for this game, that's fine. Uh, but just believe me, I really did go into it with an open mind, right? I'm you not, knew nothing about it, I'm really. not swayed by people's opinions generally. Like, if someone tells me it's bad, I am totally happy. In fact, I take kind of like, you know, an almost sexual pleasure in oh. in being a contrarian. Like, I love being a contrarian. I, I have no problem being the person who says, you know what, I fucking disagree. This game is brilliant. One of my favourite games of all time is Deadly Premonition, mm-hmm. which, you know, runs like dog shit. Uh, but I will defend that game to the hill. And I'm more than happy to do that. So I went into this game willing and hoping to like it. In fact, if I remember correctly, I was the one that suggested we play it. I said, you know what? We've got the bouncer, haven't we? You know what? I'm really in the mood to try it. And, and honestly, listeners, I did go into it with an open mind, wanting to like and, it. And you knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about and it. Like you said, he wasn't swayed by the um, the critic reviews because I didn't he, even know really. I just really knew that know. it was. I just knew that it was a joke. You know, he knew it was a joke. And sometimes we have quite odd tastes. Where you know, for example, the God Hand uh, was yeah, I mean, hand at the time, but we definitely. absolutely love it. Or like you said, Deadly Premonition. So 
those that didn't sway Joe's view. Um, no. Even my view on it didn't really sway. I don't think I portrayed it. Just well, you didn't really go into that much detail. You said um, you said it's 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 awful. I think but... I told you it was awful, and I think I mentioned to you the amount of times he says Dominique. And apart from that, like that's all Joe had. I don't even think we watched any. Um, uh, gameplay footage on YouTube no, or anything? Nothing. I did. I literally knew. I think I'd seen one YouTube video. I can't remember who it was now. Of a guy talking about it, saying you should play it. Like it, it's it's a mess and it's awful, but everyone should play it. Mm. And, and I, I watched that maybe like three years ago when you first mentioned it to me. Mm. Um, but I don't want to give too much of our opinions away yet because we'll uh, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about it in due course. All right, we're going to cover uh, every single bit of this game. So um, first off, and this is really. I mean. I don't really know how you justify this, okay? How old is the main character, Shion? Okay, so he's 19 years old. And how old is his girlfriend? 15. I mean... I did say this to you as well, didn't I? Straight away, so, so the game... Okay, so the main character is called Shion, and I mean, I one thing that immediately creeped me out and that never stopped distracting me is the fact that he looks like... Um, Sora from Kingdom Hearts yeah. if in sort of like five, six years time at the, after the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 let's say he turned into, into a proper douchebag not just douchebag a douchebag who's into like light BDSM yeah I mean he looks he really does and I'll put a picture of him up on Twitter he really does look like Sora from the from Kingdom Hearts it's it's creepy just how much he looks like him yeah because they are the, the characters in this game are developed by Tetsuya Nomura yeah who famously developed, uh, you know, is he still the sort of... He, yeah. He's, he's the, the sort of auteur behind Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. But he also developed, he's like uh, the, the style of Final Fantasy. So all the sort of, you know, Cloud, uh, Tidus, you know, um, Zidane, all those characters are all designed by him. And you can tell, you know, but it's like him, but maybe after he's been on crack for a little bit. Because Sora, like I say, he looks like Sora. It was so distracting. Yeah. But Sora as like a sort of sleazy douchebag but um with the age thing like we we mentioned this quite a lot to each other but uh japanese games tend to do this thing where it's like you'll have a very um young pretty girl who looks like a child but is definitely 18 like it's always don't worry she's she's definitely 18 and above you know what i mean yeah but in this game it's just like they've not even tried to hide it it's like she looks she looks young. She's dressed in this like yellow raincoat. Yeah, like a little girl. Around. I think she has like a quite a kiddish hairstyle. Yeah. Um, but she's fifteen, so it's like you haven't even tried to hide it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like you know, if if he was let's say sixteen, or or they'd known each other for um years in high school or something, and he turned eighteen and she was still sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Fine, fair the, enough. The, yeah, that yeah, it's a I bit grayer, isn't it? But this isn't that isn't the case here, but she she's turned up as a fifteen year old. Yeah. And at this point he's nineteen and yet there's a romance going on. It's just like it's it's noncery. It, it, it is. By the way, that means a pedophile yeah, or so pedophile in, in Britain, either. Uh nonce is like a colloquial word for like a pedophile, um, um, a pedophile or whatever Americans say. A kitty fiddler. But he is, yeah. it is it is it is it's definitely borderline nonsery. If it's not full blown nonsery, if it's not like you know Jimmy Savile level nonsery, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely on the non spectrum. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's somewhere on the non spectrum. It's like because they have not even tried to hide. Why it. couldn't she be eighteen or even seventeen? Do you know what I mean? Like most Japanese games, for example, example Dead or Alive, um, yeah. Marie Rose, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah, she looks like a child. She yeah. has the body of a child. She's sexualized, but they say, "Don't worry, she's definitely 18. Yeah, you you can you can masturbate. It's fine. You can masturbate. It's fine. She's, she's 18. 18. You know, it's like, mate, who you you know who you try <sighs> to fool, but at, at least they've tried. In this case, nope. It's just like, 
Yeah, future Sora is a nonce. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really quite creepy. <laughs> I and, hate it. And right, just just before we get into this, I'm just going to say this once because personally, I find it really annoying when podcasts do this over and over again. We are going to spoil the game, okay? Again, I don't think you can spoil this game because that'd be like, you know, oh, I'm going to spoil your, you know, your experimental bowel surgery that you're going to undergo. It's like, well, you know, you can't really spoil something like that because it's put unpleasant. You know, how, how do you spoil a piece of shit? But we are going if to... anything, if you haven't played it and you're listening to it, you'll thank us. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, exactly. You are welcome. This is a public service. In fact, you should probably send us a check. Okay, yeah. so if you want to do that, we'll uh, unveil details on how you can contact Jerry to at um, the end of the podcast. And also, Jerry, uh, I think I can hear him in the litter, um, and I think that sums up his feelings towards the game. Yeah, so. I think Jerry at the moment, he just jumped off the bed, and I think he's scraping around, about to drop a massive bouncer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so I am going to spoil. We are going to spoil the game, all right. So just if you don't want to hear those, that, stop, go away. Listen to all of our other podcasts, please, several times. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're happy with that, continue. Um, Dominique is a robot. Okay, that is unveiled towards the end of the game. We'll get into that in a bit more detail. And at the end of the game, the game has multiple endings. But certainly with the ending that we got, and I have looked at the other endings. Um, you know, it implies that Xion and Dominique are going to continue a relationship, which is going to get even creepier yeah. because that means she is going to stay 15 years old. I mean, I know she's a robot, but she doesn't know that, you know, and, you know, Xion didn't know that when they started their relationship. No, exactly. I think that's But what... she is going to stay 15 years old and he is going to become like a 30 or 40 year old man. So at some point, he is going to be like hairy and grey and seemingly still sleeping with a rob with a, someone who you know is in the body of a 15 year old girl so no matter how you look at it it's 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 creepy and disgusting yeah there's just no way around it oh, Lord. yeah jerry there is a distinctive smell wafting through uh, the fight at the moment because of jerry too so anyway um uh, sorry listen just take a slight break while i dealt <laughs> with uh <laughs> the uh the bouncer that jerry left in the literature but we are all uh, fresh smelly now spread some uh, air freshener to uh, clean up the air uh, unfortunately we can't get rid of the smell of this game um so we've talked about Xion. uh there is actually so one thing the game does which is you know semi-interesting i guess is that there are three main characters so the game is like um a little bit like God Hand in the sense that it's a third person beat em up. Um, <clears throat> and each stage, on each stage, you can choose your character. So the main character of the game is certainly the cover art character, you know, the one on cover art, you know, he's, I assume he's like meant to be the main character. Yeah. Is Shion. There's also two other characters. So there's Volt. Now, do you want to describe Volt? I remember he, who Volt was. Volt is the big one with the very distinctive facial piercings. So he's got loads of piercings in his face. He's also got oh, like... He's got uh, tattoos as well, He's he? got tattoos and he's got um, uh, devil horns. Oh, yeah. Um, and he uh, he is the... He's like quite gruff. I think he's voiced by Steve Bloom, who uh, is the... I think he is, anyway, who is the same voice actor who voiced uh, Garth, uh, Garcia fucking Hotspur. Oh. In Shadows of the Damned. We've done a lot of sort of quirky Japanese games recently. Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to our Shadows of the Damned episode as well if you're interested in that. It's a decent game. Um, so he's like gruff and he's very much like, I'm just here to do business. You know, I'm, I'm not emotional kind of guy. Um, and the other one is called, uh, I think it's Ko. K-O-U. He's, he's Ko, I think. And he's just, he's bland. He, he looks a little a... bit like Laguna from Final Fantasy VIII, which we have Let's also... Let's call him Ko the Boring. So he's, he looks a bit like Laguna from Final Fantasy VIII, which we have also done a podcast about. Yes. Go back and listen to that. I'm just going to spend the podcast trying to plug our other podcast. Uh, <laughs> somehow I'm going to bring in Yakuza Zero. Listen to that one as well, please. Um, You've just done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so he looks at, he's very boring. He doesn't really have much personality. He's got tattoos. I mean, to, be, to be honest, 
most yeah most they, of them they look they look like Final Fantasy characters I guess I mean the only interesting thing about them is I guess Volt has a cactuar on his jacket well he has a cactuar that has a um, a cross on it it says no cactuars well it actually says no escape Oh, does it? Yeah, it's got like oh. a cactuar with like a. a Just cross shows for how it. much I was paying attention. I know, and you love cactuars. So. Maybe that's why I was like jilted. Yeah. Um, so, as we said, the game is a third person beat em up. Um, where you. I mean. It's like. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking basic. So, the way it works is each stage. Um, you will, you know, the three characters, you'll choose your character, but they're all in the stage. Now, this is weird, by the way, because it makes it out as if Xion, the guy on the, the front, is the main character. However, you can choose sort of who who you play with and who drives, you know. Yeah. Like, each chapter, you can choose whether you play with Xion, you can play with him throughout the entire thing, you can uh, switch between the characters, or you can choose another character and play throughout. Yeah. But I mean, in reality, you will probably only choose one, because I think when we played it, we were passing yeah. it back and forward, and we were, I was playing mainly as Volt, and Mincer was playing as Xion. Eventually, yeah. Min just switched off to Volt because at the end of each chapter, you get points that you can use to upgrade. So it's got some very, very light RPG mechanics. So you can upgrade your like uh, health, attack power, defense, and then you can buy special moves, which we never actually figured out how to use. Or, no. or if you did use them, they were terrible. Um, well, so because uh, when you press start to see what the buttons are, it has a really weird. Yeah, key. it's like K plus L. It's and like, it was like, what does that mean? We're playing it on what, a PS2, by that? the way. So anyway, it's PS2 exclusive. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, so you you end up just picking one. It makes more sense to pick one character because you've upgraded that character. You know, if you keep switching back and forward between the three, the game will be harder because you won't have as many points Definitely. on one character. I mean, it, it really does make sense to. Um, I don't understand why they didn't do this. Uh, I don't know why they didn't didn't just let you pick a character and play throughout with that character because it makes more sense to just choose one and go throughout yeah. the story with them because you do get a very slight multiple ending like very yeah there's, there's a couple of points endings. where the story branches not in any significant um, way but i mean it's very hard to miss if you choose the wrong character at that certain point so i feel like it would have been better to just say right you can either pick you know Xion, Cole, yeah. or Volt. Well, I was going to say, yeah, so you, you get to pick the character and there is some branching paths, not much, a few branching yeah. paths. And the thing that the game uh, has, you know, quite an actually really ridiculously over-the-top complicated story, uh, way more complicated than it needed to be. But the problem is that the character's backstories are delivered almost exclusively in loading times. Now, yeah. we are dealing with this problem at the moment where we're playing a lot of our games on the Xbox Series S and it's um, smart delivering these games. Uh, that means that the loading screens literally last, you know, like a split second. Which, which is brilliant. It's brilliant. Aside from like when yeah. we played Spec Well, we were playing Spec Ops but... recently and Spec Ops famously does a lot of really cool stuff with its loading screens that Min, uh, Sergeant Min, as she was called at the time, we will re-record that podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we did do a podcast about Spec Ops, but we've removed it now. But we're going to redo it at some point, so we just didn't like how it ended up. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of loading screens that Min, uh, Min said just didn't get to experience because no. it was so fast. In this game, this is a PS2 game, right? We played it on an original PS2, you know, the actual original big chunky black one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the loading screens were too fast to read the well, information. You would get a, like a, a sort of play entire, script yeah. with, you know, like a, two paragraphs of writing on screen. And we would try and race through it as quick as possible. Possible. We are quite fast readers. And we go like, Volt, what are you doing here? Echidna, are you here for the... Oh, it's gone. Yeah, and the thing is, right, I think even though it's a PS2, the loading screen was insanely uh, fast because the levels are so tiny, like it didn't have to load anything. But if that is the case, 
surely you should have taken that into account when you were writing up these um, loading screens yeah. that you intended people to read about the it's really characters. important because apparently like I was when I looked up the game afterwards because yeah. I was like I need to understand why people like this people were saying oh the backstory is really good it's all in the cutscenes and some people had like taken the time you know back in the early days of the internet mm-hmm. to write them all out because that's the only unless you take a picture on your phone yeah and it flashes up and then you pause it and read it the only way to actually read it entirely before it starts loading is um, to go on the internet yeah, and read and it which is insane so depending on which character you pick depends on which backstory you get in the yeah. loading screens but again it affects the replayability if you can't even fucking read the things but anyway so the uh, the combat uh, is dreadful you know we talked last time about God Hand uh, and God Hand has this amazing customizable combat combat system which just means that you are constantly tinkering and having fun it's and always different it's really uh, visceral like you'll switch something in combat and you will feel immediately the impact of that mm. this game however so you have uh, sort of like a light attack a heavy attack um, and I think there's another attack like oh yeah then a low attack so you can do yeah. like a low attack where you sort of kick down at the ground you've got a medium attack where you hit midway and then a, a heavy attack and then a high attack and then like a heavy attack um, what I found was uh, I got through playing as Vault the majority of the game just doing the low attack yeah. because the enemies don't can't block it because you know they're always at that level they they never jump or anything I think like that. They just tanked it really. They can block the high attacks, they can duck, but they can't block the low attack. So I literally just mashed X for most of the game. But the thing that I found really frustrating was that you'd use, so you'd use like you know your mid attack right. Yeah. You press it and you kick. Okay. You'd press it again, they'd kick. You'd go to a different enemy, so it wasn't like it was mid-combo. You'd press it, and he'd do like a fucking front flip yes. that, sends him f- that sends him flying, misses the enemy completely, and lands on the floor. Well, the thing is, right, there, there is no lock-on in this game. No, and it really um, needs it. And me and Joe did pass back and forth, so either death for death or well, just chapter to chapter. Yeah. Um, and there'd be times where, you know, I'd be playing as Vault, and Joe would be like, how did you do that move? What did you press? And I'd be like, press what you pressed yeah he's like well why did you do a belly flop then yeah literally like, like a really slow belly flop I, could, I couldn't tell you I mean he's <laughs> absolutely right you know um, sometimes you'd press it, um, X it'd do a kick and then other times for no reason that's explained to you you'd just do a belly flop into the you know yeah, abyss. miles away miles from away. everyone, really like, slowly. You've got great, great intelligence that you, you've not gone at I least I don't understand. Work. It must be context. I kept thinking it must be contextual. It must be based on, like, what the enemy's doing. So maybe if the enemy ducks, it changes which move you do when which you press square. Which is fine, square. but then why is it belly flopping away from... Well, also, why didn't it tell us? Because I definitely did not get told that. No, and, and like, like we said, um, early on, I think I put a point into a special move. Um, and we were like, oh great, okay, well this this mm. can be handy. Um, we tried to figure out how to use it. Yeah. And we were like, okay, we've been given this weird key that tells us um, KL plus M. Yeah. I think we Googled it and we were like, we still don't, still <laughs> still get don't it. understand so we it. Like, you know what? And we know we did. We weren't uh, to be fair on the game. I don't think we cared enough to no, put in the energy <laughs> to understand it, especially because we didn't really need to. No, no. But but from that point on, when we were like, okay, well, we're never going to find out how to do this special move. We just pumped up all the uh, points into HP at that point because yeah, it's like well, just tanked everything. There's no point. And and even if we did unlock the move, it's probably going to do a belly flop because I'm like <laughs> ten degrees too much to the right. So there's no point. Yeah, and like I say, we the game. To be fair, I think 90% of the game was absolutely, like, um, embarrassingly easy. I mean, there were a couple of times where it spiked, which we'll talk about well, in, a, in a bit, but the majority of the game we just walked through without was, any problem whatsoever. It was embarrassingly easy, and then 
weirdly frustrating. So at times, yeah. The, I mean, all throughout the hit detection. Yeah, the, the hit, hit detection, detection is terrible. The camera oh is is terrible, and it, it. I mean, God Hand did the same thing to be fair, but it seemed just so much worse in this game. And I'm not sure why you were constantly getting sideswiped or hit mm. from the back. Um, but honestly, you know, you like I said, there was no lock on, but the hit detection was just abysmal. Um, yeah, you need a lock on in this kind of game. Like every game like this needs to have a lock on because otherwise, you you will a lot of the time you'll find yourself just swinging it. Uh, you know, thin air. But I just feel like with these kind of games, so again, God Hand, for example, and sorry we keep uh, referring to it, but it's because it's similar style, but actually yeah. done really well. Um, your your combos can be slow, but that's on you. So yeah. if you choose to have a slow combo, you know, fair, fair play, you can do that. Yeah, you can make it work. However, you can have it very fast, you can have it medium. You can have a um, mixture. You can have a mixture, so that's all on you. You know, you're never limited. But in Bouncer it's constantly slow like it's like hit 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 yeah punch 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 it yeah. was so fucking there's slow there's no flaw to the combat whatsoever it feels really janky and awkward and the other thing that we haven't mentioned as well and this is going to sound like an ex- exaggeration listener I promise you sometimes I do exaggerate for effect I am <laughs> guilty of that but I promise you I promise you on little Jerry 2's life Jerry 2 is looking at us right now we're talking to him t- into his face yeah he is ugly but he's also very adorable and affectionate I swear on his life some of the, the levels okay are literally 10 seconds long like they took 10 seconds we, we are you, not kidding you start and it'll say like you know you're in the train station which is one level of the game it starts there'll be three enemies and like, like I say you choose your character so you might choose Volt but Shion and Ko or whatever his name is are still in the stage fighting so they're like AI partners and you not will, really doing much by the way you will fight and it will literally take 10 seconds but I am not exaggerating here's the weird thing right he's not he's not kidding 10 seconds yeah sometimes even less sometimes even less and it's not about how fast you can uh, fight the enemy so for example oh, yeah. in the first stage let's say there's uh, there's five security guards that you need to beat so you're like okay well you know I'm not going to be able to move on to the next bit until I beat these five security guards wrong it's, it's almost like it's on a timer so it's yeah, like whether or not you beat them within 10 seconds it's going to move on to the next chapter so that we was like, so okay. weird that wasn't it because it did that a few times uh, where we just like Halfway we'd beat through. one enemy and yeah. there'd be four still left standing and it'd just stop and it'd say complete and it was like what then, I, the only thing I could think of maybe was that like one of them was the commander and you had to beat the commander and that ended the level but it didn't but make it that didn't, clear it didn't say commander on the, the no so I, no I, I don't think it was that I just, it's weird it was very weird but then the the weirder part is that um, that's not consistent throughout the game like if if they did that for every level I'd be okay I don't understand it's on a timer it doesn't matter whether you beat them all it's just like however long they've programmed the, the level to be but it changes because like later on you have to beat all the enemies to get yeah, past yeah it is so, it so just, weird it was so inconsistent and I think Joe's first um, thought was is this a tech demo yeah, that's what it felt like. It really did. So, like you know, there's like every time there's a new console comes out, uh, you know, a new generation coming out, you get these like little tech demos which are like you know just meant to show off the hardware. And this is what this game is because to be fair, the the uh, the graphics like they're pretty good. And I remember thinking this so there's a bit in the game. We will talk a little bit about the story in a minute. There's a bit in the game where you are on like a moving train, and in my brain I was comparing it to the 
same similar section in Final Fantasy Seven, which mm. came out I think three years beforehand. And I was thinking like, if I was around at the time, I mean, I was around at the time, I wasn't dead or anything. I'm not like ten years old. <laughs> no, but, um, if it was like- but if I was like, if I'd played the uh, Final Fantasy Seven, which I didn't play that until I was until like, about three years ago, so I was much older. I didn't play the bouncer, but if you'd played Final Fantasy Seven and then you know eight and nine, and then moved on to the bouncer, I could imagine your your mind being blown by that that uh the train sequence because like i say it's very similar to the one in final fantasy 7 but it looks obviously now it does look dated because you know we are 20 years on from that 21 years old on from that and the ps2 generation you know is it's not that impressive anymore but honestly i was like wow that actually looks pretty good yeah Um, you're right the cutscenes were quite the environments were very boring and boxy and repetitive but like the cutscenes were were pretty good and it graphically it was it was good it wasn't quite final fantasy 10 level but it also wasn't that far away from it the environments remind you a little bit of dirge of cerberus yes yes it did and we'll do a podcast about that at some point dirge of cerberus but um yeah like uh, I mean, there's and in so we talk about the train section. Just before you get to the train, you have to go through the train station, obviously, to get mm-hmm. on the train. And there's a bit in that 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 section where you just go through grey area after grey area with no not even any enemies. And I think there's a little bit later on as well where you're in like an office block. Yeah, Do you that, that? that was flipping bizarre because um, you don't have a map. Yeah. So you're kind of just wandering around aimlessly, and you can go into these rooms where there's just like office chairs and and PCs that look quite nice actually with nothing there's no items there there's there's no real reason for you to be there you just go in and then you're like well don't need to be there you go back out you go into a room that looks exactly the same yeah in there there's not even any enemies I mean, it's just a, no, an office block you just literally walk through an office you go to the elevator and then you're done next yeah. chapter it was bizarre mincer and i used to work in uh, the same office and it was just like walking through our old office it was like is this like a meant to be like a high octane, or high octane sci-fi ad- action adventure? And yet we're just spending like one level. This one wasn't ten seconds, by the way. This one took about ten minutes of just walking through an office block, just because going I from one ca- to the next. I kept getting lost because they all it looked exactly the same, um, but there was no enemies around and there was nothing to explore. So I didn't I didn't get any satisfaction from like finding a new room. It was just like. Okay, I'm. It's like real life. I'm in. I'm lost in a new office yeah. environment. Yeah, I know. Look, that's a meeting space. That's where they'll meet. You know. Oh, look, there's a coffee machine. I, I just proper didn't get it. No. Um, but yeah. So the game actually, when the game actually starts, you don't meet Shion straight away. You get a cutscene. Now, this is the thing, right? So I was just we, earlier on. I was just flicking through the synopsis just to sort of. Cause we did play it about two weeks ago, but this game, you know, doesn't linger long in the memory in any positive way. No, the only thing that lingers in my head is him shouting Dominique yeah well we'll get to that in a second but um, <clears throat> I didn't want to sort of be completely clueless when we did this podcast and not be able to remember the characters names now the game starts with a cutscene uh, about a company called Mikado which straight away sounds like a, a shitty sort of sedan car like well, the Renault Mikado <laughs> bearing in mind this was you know PS2 era um, for anyone who's not in the UK it's actually what we call Pocky for some reason yes you're right um, yeah Pocky has rebranded itself in the UK as Pocky's those little Japanese chocolate sticks things. So I just, I was thinking <clears throat> that. Yeah, that is funny, isn't it? It's yeah. Chocolates. They, they're not, and they're not a company that make chocolate sticks. They're a company that are trying to create a renewable energy source. And, I, and I'm going to get this completely wrong, but it's something to do with using a satellite to bounce microwave energy off like the ozone layer or something, which then collects back in the satellite, which they can then fire back down to Earth and use to power Earth with renewable energy. You it's know what? Really weird. Doesn't even matter. 
I know it doesn't know it's it relevant, but it's matter. just weird. It's like, why have they gone to so much fucking weird effort for this backstory, which doesn't even really get fully explained? But no, I think we we had to Google it because we couldn't read any of the um, yeah the loading screens. The loading screens. <laughs> so um, it's not something that you'd really pick up on if you played the game without no. searching it. But even when you do read it on a Wikipedia article, you're like, what? So the um, and then in this cutscene. Uh, in this group, this Mikado group, which also turns out to be like some kind of evil company with martial arts, martial artists working for them and stuff, they say, "Oh, we've we've located." They go to the boss who's called Darugan. 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 They go to the boss who's uh, the boss of the company called Darugan and say, "We've located Dominique." It then cuts to a bar called the Fate, which is like like a sort of shitty dive bar uh, where with no customers, with no customers, where Shion. Volt and um, Co. Uh, Co are working as bouncers, so you play as the bouncer. That's the name of the game. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's called the bouncer because they're bouncers. Now, can I just say, right, it's a tiny, tiny, I cannot stress how yeah. tiny this bar is. Yeah, it's a little and dive they've, bar. They've employed three bouncers to work on the same day to have alternating shifts. Yeah, it's Where really there is weird. literally no trouble. And there's no one even coming in. No one's coming in. There's no trouble. There's no reason for them to be at the bar, or sorry, at, at, you know, bouncing. Is bouncing a word? Uh, you can make it a word. Bouncing. I, I don't know if it is. I don't know what the I don't know what the correct. Term Whatever for that is. it is, bouncers do. Yeah. There's no real reason for them to be there, and yet somehow they are, you know, employed all at the same time. Um, and it cuts to Shion, who is lounging on yeah. a table. Now this bit really fucking wound me up. I do not like Shion, right? He's a douchebag. He's a little he is bit a of a douchebag. Nonce. Yeah, and he's, but, he's, a, he's a nonce, yeah. Uh, the first time we meet um, Dominique is, you know, where she's like, she's in, in the rain, she's in this little yellow fucking raincoat. She's bouncing into the bar, which, why is there a 15-year-old in a bar? Why is she even allowed there? And another side note before I get onto what, what really annoyed me, she's the unofficial mascot. Yeah, pub. it says that, yeah, that she's like the mascot of the bar and she's a 15-year-old girl. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's illegal in this country, in the UK anyway, yes. Yes, to be is. unaccompanied in a bar at that so, age. already very weird. Uh, so she bounces in and she comes over to, um, I think she talks to, is it Volt who's at the door? One of those. Yeah, I can't remember And she's it. like, oh, is she on in? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's inside. She bounces over to Shion and she's like, oh, are you slacking off now? And I just <laughs> went, bitch, it's not even his shift. Right. It's, it's not his shift, right. It's Volt is at the door because he's working his shift. Therefore, I'm sorry, but I think Shion is allowed to lounge when he's not working. So how dare she say that he's lounging and not working? Well, bitch, yeah, it's because he's not being paid. I mean, can I just make two points, right? First off, Minta does get really overly sensitive about video game characters like... I remember when we played Red Dead Redemption 2, like, sometimes we'd be uh, in the middle of a mission, and it'd be like, right, we're quite far into this mission, and someone will walk past Arthur and, like, go, you know, you stink or whatever, and Min will just see Red and go fucking mental, and, you know, go fucking mental and crazy and attack them and go, what are you doing insulting me and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, Min, it's, it's not you. You're not Shion. You don't even like Shion. Why do you care? But for some reason, you take it really seriously. I don't know why, but she it really does. Second but point. At some point, listeners, at some point, we are going to get through a podcast without Min calling a female character a bitch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just, at some point, that is, at some point, that has got to happen. All right? Because I'm not being funny, but <laughs> every time, 
every time there's a female character in a game. We started, so recently we started playing Nina Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch. And there's a bit in the game really near the start where there's a character who, uh, one of the other characters says, oh, be careful, Stary Mary's watching us. And you look up and there's like a little girl who's looking out of the window. Yeah. And then sort of ducks when she sees you looking. And Min's like, who's this fucking bitch? What's she doing? I was like, calm down, Min. You know what? I don't think it's my fault if Japanese game writers wrote, wrote women a little bit better than them being like this really annoying whiny <laughs> oh okay I'm gonna start you right there right what? we we don't just play Japanese games so you can't no, blame no, it on no, that okay but it's mainly Japanese games where I it's not mainly Japanese games it's every game <laughs> so don't even try and well maybe video game character women just tend to be really um naggy mm. and and annoying okay you know there are a few that I I really admire I think I told you before I really like Rydia and stuff from Final Fantasy 4 uh, which we'll did we do a podcast about it? Uh, so we did okay again we'll, listeners we will do it, it see I, the annoying thing is on the Pocket Cast app that I use those episodes are still available I'm going to see if I can contact the podcast thing and get them mm-hmm. taken off because we did do a podcast about Final Fantasy 4 but listen to, listen listeners right it was shit it, it was, was terrible shit. I've I said this in the last podcast I listened back to it it was fucking dreadful don't listen to well, it alright we we're going to do it again at some point we did play it but you know I, she's a woman and I do like yeah okay it, I'm not saying you don't like any just, female characters I'm just saying the majority saying, of games the women are written really annoying and it really winds yeah, me up yeah it's not any uh, Min, Minster is not a misogynist it's not I'm about not it's not about them being female it's about the fact that there is a problem in the video games industry that, women, that, that for some reason women are either often especially in this era of video games that we're talking about right now right, cause like the, the, they're either MacGuffins they're really annoying yeah the MacGuffins oh. or they are like uh, you know um like Mary Sue's and things like that. I mean, in uh, like we've we've also again, I'm going to plug another podcast. We've also <laughs> played the Medium, which is a Western game, Polish developed game, and you know the the they had female characters in it that were really good. Yeah, you know, the main yeah, character absolutely. was good. Sadness was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that this era. So and yeah. um, so anyway, Dominique. Um, so you're in this bar. Dominique's there. Uh, the bar gets broken into by like these ninjas that have been sent by yeah. Mercado so, Company. So, like, the, the ceiling caves in and yeah, and she gets kidnapped by the Mikado company for some reason uh, which you find out later on and then the rest of the game is you and your two mates so mm-hmm. Shion, Volt and Ko uh, making a trip back to um, the uh, travelling back to um, well not travelling to the headquarters of the Mikado building and, and trying to rescue them uh, on the way you, you fight I mean there's like what well, like, there's not many boss fights in this no, game no I think the, the main point is that your aim is to get Dominique back yeah. and you're travelling to this and you know this because as Minsa referenced earlier um, I'd say that probably half of Xi'an's dialogue is just going Dominique yeah so Dominique! I feel like you don't you know you, to be fair on them about the loading screens you probably don't need to read it because it, even though it's a convoluted story it's, <laughs> you only need to know like two things a that you're going to this uh, Mikado place to get Dominique back, and B that he's there's some sort of relationship going on. By the way, we know that it's um, Mikado who have uh, kidnapped her because I think Volt says something like, "Oh, it's the Mikado gang. I know who they are." Yeah, yeah, because um, Volt. So you find out later on that Volt was a bodyguard for Mikado, again, a personal bodyguard of the head of Mikado. Think, yeah, it says it in a cutscene, doesn't it? Uh, no, yeah, I think that is made clear, and that's why he knows who they are. So he's like, "Okay, if we want to rescue Dominique, we've got to." get on a train, <clears throat> jump on a moving train that's heading towards the Mikado yeah. building and infiltrate the building and then eventually... So long story short, you're just going through various environments that are very dull. Very dull. Um, fighting either security guards or police officers or ninjas. Yeah. Or, or these really weird, like, what I would describe as rumbas. 
Yeah, they do look like rubbers, don't they? Like like robot cleaners. Um, Honestly, like the game. I mean, one thing, one massive. Actually, you know what? I do have a massive compliment for this game. One brilliant thing about this game is that it's only two hours long. Yes. So it doesn't take up too much of your life. I read that apparently they intended to be like a sort of playable action movie. Um, which is why it's only two hours. I mean, if that is the case, it's a terrible action movie, but it is only two hours. You can replay it. Like like we said earlier, there's a few branching paths. There's like a part where um, eventually you make it to the Mikado headquarters and you... All the while screaming Dominique. Dominique, yeah. And then you fight um, uh, Daragon, who's like the head of the Mikado group, and also this woman who's called Kelsia, who could turn into a panther. Um, and then when you beat them, he opens a trap door and you fall down into like yeah. his lair and you get to choose your character there and there's like each character has like a different way that they escaped. So I think Cole dresses as a guard and manages to sneak out. Shion fights his way through. Eventually you're all reunited. And there's another bit as well where um, where you eventually capture Dominique. You get a boss, a capture. You, you, you rescue Dominique and they're like, okay, two of us need to distract uh, guards while one of us escapes with Dominique so you get to pick who escapes with Dominique again it <clears throat> really feels like you're meant to pick Xion but we picked a vault yeah. <clears throat> there's an awkward moment where you can tell this is meant to be the moment that he, her and Xion have like a deep moment but instead it's like vault going Xion really cares about you she's like really? yeah he really does and that's like a deep moment yeah I think if you pick Xion he like puts his arm around her and we were just like Ugh. like yeah. it wasn't even sweet. we both should <clears throat> he, he literally like puts his arm around her and goes like I'll protect you babe and it's like, ugh. and it's like, right? Someone get Chris Hansen. Yeah, take a seat. Take, take a take seat. Take a seat, Xion. Take you know? a seat. Uh, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't pick Xion. But yeah. but it was, it was fucking awkward. Like they did not do a good job of masking the awkwardness if you don't pick Xion. Yeah, and then also, if you remember, that results in one of the most fucking annoying and frustrating right. missions in the game. Can I just say, right? I'll, I to have the floor, Minter. I am not a fan, even in uh, modern games that you know, can do it a little bit better than the bouncer of uh, escort missions. I hate them with a passion. Especially when the person that you're escorting is a lumpish, like a sack of shit. Like, um, it just really winds me up that you're, you're trying to split yourself into like five different directions to, to um, protect this useless lump of shit. Yeah. But in this game, particularly, Dominique, for some reason, likes to throw herself at these machine rumbers yeah. And enemies, and she'll just get whacked, and it does quite a lot of damage to her. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it I know we talked about the, the beginning of the game being like ten seconds. Well, it changes, and you have to fight every single enemy at this point. Yeah. So later on in the game, the missions are longer. Yeah, they were a lot longer than what they were initially, unfortunately. But if her <laughs> HP drains, or if yours does, obviously you die, and you have to start all over again. But it was really difficult because a you can't control the cameras camera no. screen so you don't know where she is half the time yeah so you'll be fighting and she'll just run off screen and it turns out that she's run towards three enemies who like each attack does like maybe a quarter of a health yeah so it's like alright thank you, you you fucking sack of shit you've just <laughs> thrown yourself at this enemy go, go fucking kill yourself then but you know but, yeah. but it's like to be fair it's only one mission in the game where you have to protect yeah, her but it, did <clears> take but us it took forever. us I reckon that took us about 45 minutes and like I said I, I <laughs> we don't... died over and over again and what made it harder was you're in this kind of like it looked like a sort of industrial zone very grey and boring industrial zone <laughs> yeah. and you <clears throat> the enemies just keep coming so it's not like you can defeat all the enemies and they'll stop it's like the enemies regenerate between areas so it's like four different industrial sized like yeah. empty big open empty hangar rooms attached to each other and as you move back and forward the enemies appear again but because it's so similar and you can't control the camera angles you'll go to the next area you'll get into a fight 
and the camera will whiz around while you're fighting and then you'll be like I have literally no fucking clue which direction I came and from because there's, there's no map, map. Uh, so it's like I, I, it looks identical so then you end up going back the way you've come and you don't even notice it because it looks the same so it took us about 45 minutes and every single time it was because Dominique died yeah I mean even before the escort bit there is a bit where you have to go up like sorry you have to go down about five levels yeah and that bit it was copied and pasted and I, it took us ages because I kept yes. getting lost because I was like, I can't tell one stairs from another. Um, but yeah, that, that escort mission in particular was um, draining. Yeah, it was. She was just, the AI <clears throat> for Dominique was insane. I mean, it's like, I, I said this in Shadows of the Damned as well, uh, but it's like, it's amazing when a short game feels padded. This game is like, you can complete this game. I will, We checked on how long to be. Com, which is highly recommended if you want to check the yeah, length of games. Good. Really good. I, I, you should if you do play video games and go on there and submit your times because it helps everyone out. Um, and it said an hour and a half. You can beat this game if you don't die in an hour and a half, right? And Definitely. yet it still feels padded. Like yeah. how on earth do you have to pad a game that's an hour and a fucking half? It's ridiculous. But it's yeah, absolutely that, ridiculous. That, that bit was probably my oh, worst bit. Yeah, maybe. Or possibly the final boss because eventually you... Um, well, too, I'll get to that in a second because... Ooh, before we do move on to the final boss, I do want to give a shout out to the um, the bit in the office where you... Uh, I was about to say I was literally about to say <laughs> that. Yeah. To say that. So, so <laughs> there's a bit, right, where the game, obviously, the developers are obviously like, oh, shit, we forgot to put the story in. Yeah. So you literally, in the office, <laughs> you find a computer... Um, that is unlocked. Okay, so the obviously we both worked in offices. Yeah. You are when you work in an office, you are it's drilled into you. Control L. When yeah. you leave your desk, Control L, lock your screen. Okay, but obviously we don't have as good I mean, uh, data protection. If anyone um, in my current workplace does that, um, I take it upon myself to go on the PC and you know set the background to something. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, send out emails to like. And you know what? You're doing your how, how good of a job they're doing and things like that. You're doing your due diligence. Due, yeah, uh, because due you know diligence what? Data protection is very important. Exactly. Control yeah. and L. Get it in your head. Exactly. But obviously, the people in this office, yeah, Mercado, obviously don't uh, enforce that because you get onto this, this computer and this computer has a dump of about 10 essays worth of information that tell uh, you the Which is, by the way, conveniently opened. Yeah, on the right pages that need to be. And again, right, I'm not going to lie. Maybe if we'd read it, we'd be sat here going, wow, the balance is really deep. I'm not being funny, right? I'm playing this high-octane action game. I'm not going to sit down and read fucking 10 essays worth of information. What the fuck, man? I mean, it's like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? I love Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Mincel, Mincel, sorry. Mincer hasn't played them yet. She will eventually mm-hmm. uh, because, I, you know, they're really good. But I love Mass Effect and Dragon Age and I really love the codex entries. So in those games, you collect codex entries and they're quite dense, but you can read them at your own pace. And we're quite good with reading because yeah. um, we tend to take turns. So yeah, so whoever's controlling, the other person will read. And we do make the effort to read it yeah we will you know you want to do that but the difference is in mass effect or dragon age so let's say mass effect for example you'll meet like a new alien race that you haven't seen before and it'll say codex entry unlocked and then you can go okay i've just met this you know the endor i'm going to go into my codex i'm going to read about them and then you'll go into your codex you'll read about them and it'll be like oh that's interesting but it's like paced throughout the game because you find them as you explore and also you can read them at your leisure you can stop at any point so if you think, you know what, I want to read a coordinate entry, you can go in there and do it, okay? Um, and some of them are voice acted, which is nice. In this game, you stop, the game stops dead mm-hmm. and says, right, if you want to know the story, if you want to understand this, you're going to have to sit down for half an hour and read all this information. Well, it's, it's real bizarre because, like you said, it's a dump of information and I think there's about 
12 entries or something like that yeah. some of which are like the the enemy robots and stuff yeah just telling you um, backstories about the enemies backstories and then we were like right okay we're not reading those and then there's one of um the panther lady i can't remember calcia calcia um it turns out that if you want to progress with the story you have to click on hers and then click on dominique's yeah so you have um, to read those two um, so so when you click on calcia's you can read it it's very dull. Yeah, so Calcia was apparently... So Calcia, we've mentioned already, she's a lady who fights with uh, Derogon and she can turn into a panther. And it turns out that she was friends with Shion when they were children, but she was kidnapped by mm. Mikado, who had been performing human experiments on people. And she... Um, so that's why she can transform into a panther. But in doing so, it aged her by About 10, 10 years. years. yeah. So that's why she looks older than Shion. Um, and then Dominique, you read that she's actually uh, a different no, at this point. No, you don't read that because. <laughs> oh yeah, so you're enough, about to read Dominique. Weirdly enough, the computer is unlocked. It's, <laughs> it's conveniently on this file where you can read this information, highly classified information about these people. You click on um, Kelsey's, who, by the way, you made it seem a lot more. Uh, exciting than it actually is yeah it's, it's delivered in a very boring way it's delivered in such a boring way that we just clicked off of it but like we said you have to click on it to progress but then when you try and go on to Dominique's who's on the end it's like eh, eh, classified you need the password so it's like yeah so, so this one file is, is password protected so this lady who has been experimented and kidnapped mm. and turned into a panther and aged by 10 years that's fine. classified inf- information, but Dominique. And then as Shion sits there and goes, oh, what is the password? <laughs> One of the like ninjas come behind and fucking twats the computer, <laughs> smashes it into pieces. And it's like, you know what? This could have been avoided if you just like locked it. And also he wasn't going to access it anyway. He didn't know the password. No, exactly. That's what I mean. Like all he needed to do, right. <laughs> Shion at this point was, you know, um, he didn't realise that anyone was behind him. So just push him or something. Yeah. Push him out of the way. Get him on the floor. Control and L. Yeah, just just he, anything. He's not gonna but instead, that file. instead, he just like he, he literally like, twats it. He twats it as hard, smashes arm the screen. Like uh, yeah, arm straight through the I front of the computer. We <laughs> burst out laughing so much. Like that was the most joy I got. I got that from was the game. fucking hilarious. That. We both were just like. Why? No, no, that is the first f- really funny thing. But there's also a really another really funny thing related to Calcia. So eventually, uh, Shion and the and the gang uh, uh, catch up to Calcia, and this apparently depends on your choices. This is different. So mm. if you depend on which characters you pick, this can go differently. But the way we did it was we eventually caught up to Calcia. You beat her in a fight, and then she's like led on the floor like you know not dying or anything but obviously beaten and Shion says remember me you know it's Shion from when we were children and she remembers who she was and she says oh Shion you know I can't believe what's happened and he says listen we can take you away from here you don't have to be Darragon's pet anymore and all that and she says that you don't understand Darragon needs me he's got no one I need to stay with him at that point a massive like sword comes bursting through her chest like a fucking like a chest burster in Alien or like Aerith in yeah. Final Fantasy 7 comes bursting through her chest and you just turn around and it turns out Dorigan's just killed her from a distance and it, yeah. and it is so abrupt and it's like so abrupt. why did he even do it I mean um, you know she can actually survive depending on how you play it but for us she did die just a quick little um, correction there it's not Shion who says I remember you it's her who says it to Shion oh, okay. and he's like this is this bit didn't make oh, sense oh yeah he's like I don't I can't remember like Despite the fact we'd read it at the computer. We literally read a classified document five minutes ago before it got, you know, um, decimated by someone's arm. (laughs) A file about this girl. And and I think you even made the comment, oh, I remember her or something like that. It says, you know, it makes it very obvious that he remembers Yeah, when you're going through the document, Shion says to himself, oh, yeah, what happened? That's what happened to Kelsia. 
So so he clearly remembers who, who she is, yeah. but then for some reason in this cutscene he's like, "Who are you? I don't um, I don't know no panther." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, do I know anyone who can turn into a panther? I, mean, I did know a girl called Kelsier in, in high but school, she couldn't but turn into a panther. She walked about ten years. Younger. Yeah, it can't it can't be her. You know, it must be a coincidence. I mean, what's the chances this is the only Kelsier in Japan? You know, or wherever they are, Edge City is where the game is set. Oh, it's so, so funny! It's just—it's um, so funny. But the the other thing that happens in this scene as well is that uh, you know you're approached by some other ninjas, and Dominique all of a sudden there's like uh, some kind of ping from a satellite yeah. that the Dominique like just goes kill crazy and kills about five of them without any effort at all. And this is the point where it's revealed that she's actually a robot. So the main baddie Durugan. Uh, there's a flashback earlier in the game where it shows him taking his sister Dominique so it turns out Dominique is his sister well kind of to like a hospital no the original Dominique is to a hospital to get treatment for some terminal illness but they refuse to help him so she dies so when he becomes like the leader of this company Uh, can I just stop you there I just want to stress he's a child at this point yeah she's a child at this point yeah He's carrying her in arms uh, was it I think he's carrying her like yeah um, in the rain saying knocking on people's doors like oh you know please I think he knocks on a doctor's door at first and he's like please it's a hospital. She's, yeah. she's dying please and you know you need to help her you need to help her and they're like very nonchalantly no sorry the doctor's away now he can't help yeah. and then closes the door on him Yeah, it's like no one on this planet would close the door on two children who are like well, one who's dying I guess this is the uh, horrible uh, fact about the edge city isn't it well no I'm sorry if, so I'm, I'm sorry, sorry if I lived in a city right, yeah. I'm just going to say now right no judgement um, if I lived in a city where people like Shion were walking around, I would not open my door to anyone. Oh yeah, I guess. I'd so. be like, is it going to be a nonce? You know, is what's this? It's going to be some kind of scam. So yeah, I'd be, I'd probably be recluse. Well, it's still pretty. Um, yeah, it's, lazy of them to be like, oh look, look at this hard life he's had. You it's know? beyond, yeah, because they're trying to make him sympathetic. But it it's doesn't like, work. No, no one would, act, no adult would act like that. So he's running around trying yeah. to get his sister out, but I think she she dies. she dies. So when he becomes the boss of Mikado, he uses their technology to create like the most realistic robot ever. So Dominique is actually a robot. She's not aware yeah. of that though. So he created a robot of her as a fifteen-year-old girl. And somehow she escaped, or which, by the way, I just want to point out how weird is that? Like yeah. I've always, and this, I've always thought this about like brother sister things, because it's like, if you died, and I made a robot of you because I was like mourning you and stuff, I get it. Well, actually, there's a Black Mirror episode all about that. Really? You know the Black Mirror that? Yeah. Yeah, there's an episode of that where if your lover dies, they can produce. I think this is right. Where they can produce like an android version of him or her. And uh, that's what the story is about. So I'd absolutely do that. Oh, okay. But if you died, <laughs> if you died, if you died. Yeah. But, I, you know, I love my family. I really do. But if my sister slipped in the shower in old age and... Okay, right. Sorry, Christa, can we just stop, right? I, I know this has not always been on the podcast, but for the last few days, Min keeps referencing uh, either me or her dying for some reason and every single time it involves one of us slipping in the shower and now it's your sister who's slipping in the shower why do you think showers are death traps you know don't worry about it <laughs> it's just weird it. like you could get hit by a car you could, you could have a heart attack or whatever but for you for some reason you've got it into your head that showers are death traps you know what small details well anyways let's say my sister did die you know I hope I really hope that's not any time in the future because I love them and everything well it is some time in the future but um okay well I'm just saying they're not going to live forever are they no I said sometime in the near future okay. is what I meant but um, you know it's, as much as you love them you wouldn't obsess you wouldn't obsess over them and spend your entire life 
trying to recreate your 15-year-old sister it's into weird. robot form. You wouldn't then try and blast microwaves around the world in order to to achieve this. And yeah, it's and also, really why odd. would you why would you want to grow old? You know, and I, I presume get a wife and child as you as you age, but then also have this forever 15-year-old sisters. Yeah, it's kind of that thing of like, okay, so you've got the robot now. Um, you've created the robot. Congratulations! You've you know done something. You've created the most realistic robot ever created by man. Uh, now what? You've got the robot now, just, and you know what? Yeah. Actually, when when you eventually do get to the final boss, there's, there's a point where you have to fight another boss. I can't recall his name. Is like a sort of psychopath who gets pulled into a jet engine, and then you eventually get to the last boss, um, and he has Dominique he's recaptured Dominique from you and he's like got her wired up to some computer to use her energy to power his spaceship that he's on his airship thing that he's on and at that he goes I don't even care about her she's not my real sister and it's like yeah. so what was the fucking point then why did you send people to kidnap her what was the entire point of this game if you didn't fucking care yeah I think he, he says something like oh well she's it's not even my real sister she's just a husk or something yeah she's just a thing or whatever something really horrible about it but like, so well, what was why? the entire point of this fucking interminable game then if you yeah. didn't even care about her uh, but yeah and this is the last the last annoyance is the the last boss fight is bullshit because um, so throughout the game you've been doing the missions and you know during the missions during the fights you'll take damage and then you know the, the mission will end it'll say you know well done chapter complete or whatever you'll get to allocate your points and then your health restores to the next level for the next mission so this boss fight has two phases you fight him in the first phase um, it then says, you know, chapter end or whatever. You get to allocate your points. It then goes to the second phase, but for some reason, this time, it doesn't restore your health. Yeah. And, you know, the boss is actually quite difficult. It's the first time, really, apart from the bit with Dominique, yeah, where the we, game becomes more difficult. We were he, like, if we did bad in the first phase, we were like, you know what, just die. Yeah, because if you get three quarters of your health knocked off, you're not going to be able to do the second phase, but he can... So you, there is a block button that's very temperamental. Uh, temperamental, mm. it doesn't really work properly. But you can block attacks, but you can't block his attacks, no. really. Um, you, he, you can't stagger him. No. Um, he does attacks very suddenly, so it's He's hard to considerably predict. considerably faster than you are. Faster than you are. He's unpredictable. So it's actually quite a difficult boss, I and mean, we did get through it. I think at this point, to be fair, I'm going to admit, I was like, no, I'm done. I'm not playing this game anymore. I think I had to do it, didn't I? I said, Minsa, if you want to play it, you fucking I play think, it. At, at this I am point, so done with this game. We, we were doing chapter for chapter, but then it ended up being death for death because we just kept dying. And I think George just uh, threw in the towel because it was like, I am not fucking doing this again. I just, I'm like, I want to stop. And, I, I'm um, happy to watch the ending on YouTube. I don't want to finish yeah, this game. Yeah, um, and, and the, the annoying thing is you do have your two buddies with you, but they just instantly die. Yeah, like, immediately. They just immediately dead. So you're all on your own. And I don't think it made sense for us to pass it back and forth because if one of us did really bad in the first bit, we'd kind of fucked it up for the other person. Yeah. So I ended up persevering. I think I did it. It took you about 45 minutes. It took me about and, 45 minutes. And I minutes. was just on my phone. I wasn't even watching, I'm not going to lie, because I was like, I am so done with this game. I hate it. I don't want to look at it anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick of this game. So I, I literally said to her, Minsa, if you want to do it, you do it. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to space that out. And that doesn't happen often. We, yeah. we just want to stress that. So eventually I persevere and I, I did it. And Yeah, and then, you know, you get... Um, I mean, again, there are multiple endings. The game reportedly has, you know, replayability. I don't know mm. why you'd want to replay it. And also, you really wouldn't get that much of a different experience. you get a few different cutscenes. Um, we forgot to mention there's a boss that you come across a few times during the game called Echidna, who's not Knuckles from Sonic, but she's like a woman <laughs> who, um, you know, and in our ending, she appears and asks if she can work at the bar. 
because, you know, she's yet to meet any man who can beat her in a fight, despite the fact that we did. Um, and then Dominique comes to the bar. And Which, by the way, um, no, we don't need extra bouncers because we've already got three fucking Yeah, bouncers. so they're going to hire another one. Uh, then Dominique comes to the bar and uh, I think someone asks Shion, are you going to tell her that she's a robot? And Shion says, I'll tell her when the time's right. It's like, so she does. She doesn't know she's a robot. He's going to continue aging to the point where he's going to be like a 60-year-old man who's in a relationship with a 15-year-old girl. Girl robot. Uh, girl robot. Go bot. Uh, and yeah, the game just ends like that. You know what? I've got a theory about um, why he didn't care about Dominique anymore. Yeah. I reckon. So he, he probably made Dominique a robot because he was like mourning her and it was his sister and that's all he had. Yeah. And then he realised as he got older that he had um, averted his attention to the wrong place and then he soon became like the founder of Real Dolls. Oh. But we... Oh. And then he was like, oh, I don't care about my dead sister. Oh, there's something very, very unpleasant about the fact that the the idea that the person who created Real Dolls started off creating one of his sister first. No, but that, that's not sexual. I know, I know, but I don't like it. I don't like it, Mincer. We don't I like want it, I want it, I want it to game, stop. So. I want it all to stop. I want life to stop right now. <laughs> Um, um, by the way, this game is so, you know, so brilliant and so um, attention-grabbing that I reverted to tallying how many yeah. times we said Dominique throughout the game. Now, unfortunately, I don't have that data anymore. Because, because we lost the podcast. We lost it uh, the first time Maisie, unfortunately, um, sabotaged. sabotaged. Um, but it was a lot. I think it, it was in the 30s. The it was in the 20s or 30s. And, and the game is only about an hour and a half long. Bearing in mind, we didn't even play as Shion. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it probably would have been more. It's just Dominique, Dominique, Dominique. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, before we summarise our opinions, then have you got anything else? Oh, you did forget one. One of the. Bits I was going to say. Yeah, is there anything else? Um, at the end, uh, it shows you know a cutscene of them at the bar, uh, bouncing. Yeah. Or bouncing. Bouncing. Um, and he, she owns you know lounging as he does, the lazy git. How dare he not work during his break? <laughs> Um, and he, they mention nothing's happened since the incident. Oh yeah, the incident a year ago. Yeah, it's been very quiet since the incident. The incident. So all of that is known as the, the in- incident. Yeah, that all that stuff is just like. Do you remember that thing we did a year ago? Which one? Do you mean when we went to go get pizza? No, no, no. I mean the the point where we took on a multinational global energy corporation and defeated the guy who had a panther lady and a girl robot. Oh yeah, that incident. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then apparently within a year, like nothing's happened. <sighs> Because if I was a bar owner at this point, I'd be like, you know what, guys? Nothing's happened since the incident. Yeah. I'm gonna Nothing's have to happened one. since that guy almost tried to destroy the world. Because so, it turns out the guy who runs Mercado, Damasian, or Damasian, no, that's the city from Final Fantasy IV, uh, Duragon, uh, that he was like going to provide free energy to anyone who was on his side mm-hmm. and convince people to join his side by providing free energy and destroy anyone who didn't. So, yeah, but that's just an incident. I would probably sack two of them and just keep one bouncer. I'd just uh, close the bar and, you know, go and drink myself to death. If that I lived, if I lived in Edge City, yeah. Uh, you too. know, yeah. Um, is there any other big things that we've missed or do you want to move um, on? I can't, you know what, the music's terrible as well. Like, the music's just, I don't even remember it. Exactly, honest. but I felt like we had to at least give our view on that because normally music is a big part for games especially for us we especially Squaresoft games or Square um, Enix games but it was just I don't so even dumb. I don't even remember to be honest no. so I don't remember it being particularly bad I don't remember it being particularly good so I don't have anything to say about that um, alright well before we sort of summarise our opinions I've got a little game okay a little game should brighten up this shitty 
hate fest because uh, I'm depressed now having to think about the bouncer <laughs> again so we've played it I've now done two podcasts where I've talked about it I mean oh, you know anyway I need some painkillers um, I've got a little quiz for us here yay this is going to be more fun than the bouncer so last time sometimes listeners on these games I do like a, a Metacritic quiz where I will take user reviews from Metacritics unfortunately I can't do that because we did the podcast last time that we lost and Min already knows them and there isn't yeah. enough reviews for it that I could do it again yeah so I've done another one this is called the bouncer or the trouncer okay okay and I have created so did I've you got, just make that up on the spot no you may be so I've got five facts about the bouncer okay, okay. five bits of trivia about right. the bouncer however some of them I have made up myself so they are either true or false okay so you say true or false okay, okay? You get a really difficult original concept. Are we breaking new ground here on Jerry 2's video gaming podcast? Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Number one Volt's distinctive facial piercings are not actually piercings. Okay. So you remember he has the horns and the mm. nose rings and all that. They're not actually piercings. Volt is actually also a robot and his name is reference to what he needs to power himself. False. Ding. Yes, that's false. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um, apparently he has it because he was shot in the face that is I the real reason that. I did not know that either yeah I read on a trivia well, thing so that he got a shot he got shrapnel in it. he got shot and oh, shrapnel okay. went into his face and he was like alright what I'll do is I'll cover them up with like horns and piercings okay. and things to make himself look worse um, anything I didn't really well, I don't know when I imagine that. that was in a loading screen oh yeah <laughs> two Square Enix forced the developer Dream Factory to rush the game's completion the game what? Okay, no, no, sorry. Yeah, so Square Enix forced the developer, Dream Factory, to rush the game's completion. The team was so disappointed by the end product that they have refused to work with Square Enix since. False. Eh, eh, that is oh, true. I would have thought because Ding. you said Square Enix. Uh, well, Square, soft. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Sorry, I did actually write down Square, but that is oh, true, okay. yeah. So apparently the gate, they were like, initially it was meant to come out as the PS2 came out. It didn't. It came out about six months after in the launch window. And they were like, we're nowhere near done. And Square were like, well, no, it's done. So you're going you're gonna to wrap it up now. And they did it. Apparently, they, they made a series of fighting games for Square mm. Soft, uh, which I've never played, called like Tonel or something like that, that were really popular in I've Japan. Never heard of that. Okay. Or something like that. Um, and there's no more of them because after that, they, they apparently they hated the process so much and they were so disappointed by what they created by the end of it that they blamed Square for it and said, You didn't give us enough time and they've refused to work for them since. They work with Nintendo a lot now. See, I, I did think that, that there was plausibility of it because you said Square Enix. So I was no. like, oh, maybe. Yeah, they work on, like, I think they do, like, support on Smash Brothers and things like that. Super Smash Brothers, they don't work with Square anymore because of this game. Because they were so disappointed okay. with how it turned out. And you know what? This is what I don't get about the people who defend it. And again, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Like, Deadly Premonition is a, you know, I love it, but it is a train wreck. You know so what? Imagine. Imagine you spent like forty quid. Yeah, on a two-hour game, a two-hour, uh, two-hour shit fest as well. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying good, is, but... people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. There are games that I love that some people hate. That's fine. Yeah. But even the developer said this yeah. is a, a, a train wreck, and yet I don't know. Okay, so you've got one out of two so far. Number three, Tetsuya Nomura. So we talked about this earlier. He's the designer of all the Final Fantasy characters and things like that, and the Kingdom Hearts director. Tetsuya Nomura was not actually aware that his work was being used on the bouncer. Square execs took uh, discarded draft drawings from an early build of Final Fantasy X and had Dream Factory use those. He was first made aware of this when seeing the reveal trailer at E3. False. That is false. Ding. I know that is false, because we made jokes about this <laughs> when we were playing it. Didn't we, we said, yeah, and I think oh, you forgot that, but forgot what we that. said was... Um, we're not fully convinced that Tetsuya Nomura knew this was going to happen. We think that he was doing like concept art for for Sora, and he like drew something. He was like, ah, oh, no, I don't like it. Bowled it up, threw it into a waste paper bin, 
and they were like, oh shit, we need something. Just just go through his bin. Just grab, <laughs> yeah. just grab it, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's false, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, I knew. Um, question four. Although not fondly remembered, the bouncer did introduce some innovations that have had an impact on gaming today. It introduced a juggling physics engine, which allowed players to attack the enemy, suspend them in midair, and could then continue attacking. You can also hit enemies into other enemies. This was later used to great effect in the Devil May Cry series. Is that true or false? Uh, I'm gonna... Okay. I'm gonna say true. Based on what? Because I feel like when I googled what KL plus M meant... Yeah. I remember reading something about juggling, but then was like, well, we're never going to do that because it's just so bad. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah. in the game, you can do this. So <clears throat> you don't just have to do it for moves and stuff, but you can hit enemies and then hit them again while they're on the way down to the floor. And ki- and sort of, they also ragdoll. We didn't mention the ragdoll is so funny. Oh, the game has yes. ragdoll effects, which I'm sure was very impressive at the time. But you will have someone stood up straight, you know, on guard, you punch them and their arms just flop. The legs flop. Honestly, if anyone has ever played the Flash game, Quop. Yeah, it is or like that. if you that. haven't, please like Google and, or YouTube it. I'll put it's honestly like that. It is literally like, they hilarious. go down like Quop. It is hilarious. But yeah, uh, Devil May Cry, apparently Capcom saw this. They played the bouncer and they were like, you know what, that's actually a really good idea. Let's actually make it work. And when they, were, <laughs> yeah, when they designed Devil May Cry, I mean, yeah. that's a massive part of Devil May Cry, like holding the enemies in the air with bullets mm. and stuff. So that actually was inspired by the bouncer. So it did have some good come out for it. So that's uh, three out of four so far for you. Finally, question five. Initially, Gilbert Gottfried, <coughs> who, do you know Gilbert Gottfried? Is he an actor? Yeah, he's an actor. He was a voice actor in Aladdin for okay. the parrot in Aladdin. Oh. Uh, initially, he was set to voice Shion in the English version of the game. Mm-hmm. However, after reading the script, he refused. Instead, they hired Chad Overstreet. Is that true or false? False. <laughs> Why? Chad. Yeah, that is false. Chad over um, street. Have you heard Gilbert Gottfried's voice? No. He's like, hey there! <laughs> so he talks. <laughs> <laughs> the clitoris oh. you know, I, remember, I remember that um, no. the reason I'm saying that is because I'll put this on Twitter someone got him to read Fifty Shades of Grey I'll play oh. it for you in a bit I'll put that on Twitter oh. and it's fucking hilarious <laughs> but yeah so he was initially down to voice she and he wasn't right we got four out of five thank you for playing the bouncer of the trouncer good oh, job that was way more fun than the actual game Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not even taking that as a compliment, to be honest, because, you know, like, getting your bell in pierce is more fun than playing this game, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> what was it called? That's Prince Albert. Prince Albert. <laughs> I, won't, I won't put that on Twitter. <laughs> I won't put that on, on Twitter. You um, know what? I think Vol has a Prince Albert. He had a little he, bit of shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of shrapnel in his, in his uh, tiny little willy. It's uh, in the loading screen bit. We yeah, it was in the loading screen bit. There's even a little diagram that Tetsuya Nomura drew and then threw away in a bin and they got it out and... <laughs> Oh, I feel drained. Okay. Um, do you want to sum up uh, your No, feelings? not really. No, I think <laughs> well, we've, um, we've said everything we need I to think, say, haven't we? I think you, you probably got the feeling of what, what we think of this game in the first 10 minutes. Um, it's really hard to talk about this game without dragging it down. It, um, it, honestly, honestly, I promise you, listeners, I promise you, I, I don't like when, you know, like when um, you, listen, you watch YouTubers or even listen to podcasts and stuff and they're like, oh, I'll tell you what, let's play like the worst game ever. This will be hilarious. Yeah. You know, let's play this worst, this so bad game. It's going to be really funny. Like, I just think, you know, just just play a good game. Like, it's not funny to just to, to rip on. Well, it can be funny to rip on bad games. It was but funny for me. that wasn't the intention. It was funny for me because yeah. I knew how bad it was, but I wanted you to suffer. Yeah, well, thank you. You're welcome. But, but that wasn't my intention going into this. Like, I was genuinely hoping, I wasn't expecting it to be like, you know, a will-beater. I feel like you, you probably... Um, 
I was hoping for like a God Hand yeah, experience. Yeah, like exactly what Because I was people say. say, you know, some people think God Hand is a pile of shit and I can understand why. So I was hoping that this was a similar thing, that I was going to go into it and I was going to be like, you know what? I mean, I, to be fair, I do think God Hand is, is almost perfect. But like, it, that I go into it and go, you know what? This game isn't perfect, but I had fun. And honestly, listeners, it was a miserable experience from start to finish. There was a few moments where we chuckled and it made us laugh. But that was more because we made ourselves laugh. The game wasn't fun to play at all. Like the combat is not fun and it's been done better in, you know, Yakuza, God Hand, any number of beat em ups. I'm probably there's probably beat em ups that came out before that have done better. Streets of Rage is Um, I know it's different, but but I'd much rather play it. Yeah, much rather play Um, it. I mean it was joyless to play. The story was convoluted to the point where it was difficult to understand but also very boring I mean when you come down when it boils down to it it's a company trying to create renewable energy I mean fucking hell you know dream a bit bigger than that and the characters were all horrible just really unpleasant unlike proper unlikable it was a truly truly uncharismatic game I think the only redeeming factor of the game other than its length was the fact that like I say, at the time, I'm sure that the graphics were astonishing. Like, I, I can totally imagine someone at the time being blown away by it. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, we're in 2021. We played God Hand, which looks worse probably than this game. Yeah. And, and that didn't bother me. We've said loads of times, Minsa, we've said this ourselves, is that, you know, that graphics are not that important, okay? Graphics can make a good game even better, but they don't make a bad game good. And the problem with making a game all about your graphics is that when those age, you're left with nothing. And this game is nothing. That's um, how I feel. I think the only way you can play it now is probably original PS2, because I don't think they... Well, they're never going to remaster it. Funny enough, gonna. I went on Twitter and I looked at the bouncer, yeah. just because I was looking for ideas for quizzes, and there was quite a few people going... Uh, Square, why haven't you remastered the bouncer yet? Come on, remaster it. And I'm like, you know what? These people need to be put in a home. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be horrible, but what the hell is wrong with you? Like, all the games that Square could remaster out of all their back catalogue and you want the bouncer. Yeah, I just feel like <sighs> the only way you can play it is if you have a PS2 and you buy the disc. And I think if you were to go to, like, a GameStop or a second-hand game shop, you probably can get it for a quid. Don't buy, buy, imagine, buy a bag of chocolate or something. It's way I more. imagine they'd pay you to take it. That way. Yeah, you probably probably. I imagine if you took it to Oxfam, they'd be like, "Excuse me, we don't take shit." Yeah. You know. But. In fact, if you're uh, living in the COVID times and you're short on toilet paper, uh, just take the manual. <sighs> take. Well, the, the manual. Okay, yeah. I with the disc. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell. God no! Just Sideways. take the manual. Take take the front cover. Use that as toilet paper. Wipe your ass on it. Yeah. Um, they really, honestly, listeners, I don't like doing this. It really is nothing redeemable about the I game. Know. It's awful. It is really a miserable experience from start to finish. And I just hope that this podcast hasn't been a miserable experience to listen to. But it was f- funny in a way they didn't intend it. Like we we did make our own joy from it. Yeah. We did have a few laughs on. The, the game's our, expense, you know, but it's like expense, we're but... not laughing with you, the bouncer. They're laughing at you. Yeah, and we had to sort of like joke to get through it. Yeah, it, um, and it was. An, uh, I just remind you, listener, right? That we are one minute and fourteen, so one hour and fourteen minutes into this podcast. That's almost as long as the game. And I had more fun doing this. Yeah, it's almost as long as the game. This is how long the game is. It's about an hour and a half to two hours. <sighs> anyway. We've given our opinions. You've given your, well, you know, Mince's given um, her opinion. Jerry is going to give his, you know, official opinion, but we did mention that halfway through he did take a huge dookie. Yeah. Uh, which probably sums it up. Yeah, that be probably fair, sums but... it up better than he could have done. But, Jerry, too, you've been listening, you've come back, you've wiped your ass. I've taken your shit out. Well, you're welcome. We've, as I said, listeners, we've talked into his ears this entire time. Jerry, too, 
What is your opinion on the bouncer? Yeah, I'd say that about sums it up. Depressing meow. Yeah, he said he hated the panther as well. Yeah, he really did not like the panther, did he? He really no. reacted very volatilely to the panther. And you know what? I can tell he hasn't liked this game. Because, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, the last two, the last, well, you know what? Actually, I think he might have been influenced by the game, actually. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but the last couple of days, he's been an absolute twat. It's just been such a twat. He's been bushled. He's been jumping around. He's been you attacking his sister. He won't let Maisie go into this uh, little cat den that they've got. Like he's just uh, sort yeah. of guarding it and being like, you know what, you're not, you're not dressing. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yes, he, he has. Yeah, he's been stood outside the box. So Mincer created the cats like these cardboard box tunnels. You know, we're cutting holes in boxes and stuff, and we've made like a little tunnel for them. And Jerry too has been sat in front of that box just for hours on end basically and every time Maisie comes past he just bats at her to try and get her away from it it's just been a twat so I think he has been influenced by this yeah, game yeah and he, you know he says things like you know I don't like your socks go yeah. change them Maisie's got little, little white socks um. <sighs> anyway thank you for listening Ooh, to the do you want to do your video game recommendation before my, we go my podcast recommendation yeah, sorry, I, I will podcast. do a podcast recommendation so uh, today um, I will recommend let me just get my podcast up now <laughs> someone wasn't prepared um so i did recommend no one can know about this last time didn't i even though i'm going to recommend something a little bit different today okay yeah. it's not going to be for everyone because this is a video game podcast but if you are uh into football okay football soccer as americans call it there is a r- brilliant podcast called the offensive um if anyone's watched the thick of it which is a brilliant or in the loop or i think in america it was called veep there's an American adaptation, uh, which is like a political comedy. You'd love the offensive podcast. It's basically like the thick of it, but it's about the running of a Premier League football club. So it's all fictionalised, but it's brilliantly well done and it's genuinely laugh out loud funny. Uh, and the idea is it follows a fictional club called Ashford City who are in the English Premier League and each 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 week like it talks about what's going on at the club the games that they play and all that kind of stuff and it is genuinely proper funny like it, uh, one of my favourite podcasts like I can't listen to it when I'm driving because I will laugh too much and it distracts <laughs> me it's really that funny so check out the Offensive Podcast awesome. um, if you want to get in touch with us uh, we would welcome that so if you have any feedback of any of the games we played we'd be happy to read that out you know and uh, have a look and see you know what you think if you love the bouncer uh, maybe don't email uh, or maybe you know um, check yourself in check yourself into somewhere like the uh, the asylum from America maybe um, the um, um, if you but if you do want to get in touch if you want to uh, recommend any games that you'd like to hear us talk about we're open to that idea you know if there's anything that you think that you'd like to hear Min and I either gush or piss on um that we welcome to that. Uh, so get in touch at jerry2podcast.outlook.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at failslets or, or just search jerry 2 Video Game Podcast. You can DM me on there as well if you've got any ideas. Um, very quick message from Jerry. Uh, he says, it uh, doesn't matter what city you're in, he's willing to travel and break down COVID rules. He has two copies of The Bouncer yeah. that he's willing to let go. Um, and he says that he will do that all in exchange for nothing, not even a fish stick. He'll do it all for free, so <laughs> yeah. let us know. Yeah, but just be aware, Jerry is a super spreader. You know, he, he does not follow lockdown <laughs> rules. You know, I'm pretty sure he's patient zero. Yeah. Because to be fair, when we first got him, he also did look like a bat. Like, he really did look like a bat. I'll see if I can get a picture of it on mm. Twitter. And I'm pretty sure he's patient zero for coronavirus. So, so um, if you've had the vaccine or you've already had coronavirus, then, you know, you take the risk. Because uh, we you can't sue. This is a good deal. Like, you don't even need to get a fish stick. Listen, if you want to try and sue a cat, you go ahead and try and sue a cat. See how far you get. All right, you know, but yeah. But aside from that, um, thank you for listening. Um, please go back and 
have a look through, check out. I mean, I understand. I, I listen to podcasts like this, and I understand you probably don't want to listen to a podcast for a game you haven't played I wouldn't recommend it because no. we wouldn't want to spoil it for you you know if you went back and you know watched the podcast for like the medium and you hadn't played it it would spoil it but if you go back through and there's any other games that you've played that you want to hear us talk about please give us a listen um, thank you very much for listening and good balls good balls to you sir